Hi, I'm Tim, and you're listening to the New Life at Home podcast. Our guest this week is Sue Appleby on the topic of art and faith. If you want to catch up on previous episodes of the podcast, you can jump on our website at discovernewlife.church forward slash at home and find them all there. You can also subscribe to New Life Presbyterian on SoundCloud or on Apple Podcasts as well. Well, Sue Appleby, welcome to the New Life at Home podcast. Thank you, Timbo. You're going to talk about art and faith. And these two things have become central in your life, but it hasn't always been this way, has it? Oh, no. I mean, the art sort of has been there for all most of my life, I suppose. Uh, But not the faith. I was an old convert of 33. Yep, and yeah. when you were at school, yep. there were two things that you wagged, <laughs> weren't there? You were a little bit naughty. Uh, I was, oh my golly, I was so naughty. I was <laughs> very chatty. Uh, I'm a teacher now, so when I get a chatty student, it, um, yeah, if I believed in karma, that, that would definitely be karma <laughs> heading back towards me. But uh, for some reason, I did have two... Only two. Only two things. Only two wagging sessions. (laughs) And for some reason that was chapel. And it was actually art. But it was art theory. So that's a little bit different. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So art theory. Art theory. Not so keen on all the writing and history part of it. Now now I'm a little bit better. But (laughs) still as an art teacher myself, I'm more on the practical side than the theory yeah well you know the things that you wagged art and um christianity i guess i guess if you're wagging chapel you're kind of wagging christianity that's right those two (laughs) things have become you know very central uh to your life and you're going to share your story with both of those let's start with art yes Uh, can you tell us how you first became interested in art well when i left school when i was um I left school at 16, actually, and I actually became a florist. So that's sort of creative. And Mm. then I started at just a part-time art school, and the the fellow there was really encouraging. And my friend, my best friend, actually, she she was at uni doing art and um, visual art. And uh, I was just going through one of those times in life when you're like, oh, I just don't know what to do now and then we're talking it through and I said I just want to do what you're doing so right we just leapt into action and (laughs) it was January and I just applied late and within a couple of months I'd I'd moved to Newcastle and I was doing visual art at uni yep so visual art was the the first kind of art form that you got stuck into yeah I've seen a lot of different stuff downstairs here in the studio yeah there's canvases and there's um there's sculptures and all kinds of stuff down there yeah that's right well when I was at the Balmain Art School I was doing uh, a lot of drawing and painting oil painting Uh, but then when I got to uni I just sort of connected a bit better with the the sculpture people so I ended up doing a lot of carving and metal casting and hmm. more sculptural work. Okay, so sculptural stuff sculptural has really pieces. grabbed you. 
yeah, a, yeah. yeah. Oh, what is I, it about? What is it about sculpting something that is so satisfying and is a, a way of being able to express yourself and that kind of thing? Well, I think like with any art form, it, it's just really lovely to take nothing and make something and have something tangible by the end of the day it's just a beautiful hands-on sort of process I really enjoy the outcome but I also enjoy the process of working with my hands Hmm. yeah yeah cool Uh, so there's a bit of a a theme in your artwork from nature-based yeah to more recently people-based kind of stuff do you want to do you want to just unpack for us that transition what what Mm. what has led you to on that journey from nature to people sure i i think when i first started out um i was a florist so that my main medium at that time was working with flowers with nature so it was just something i just continued to explore but in a different way yeah so i was always very interested in the the landscapes the colors and, and I, I really still am interested yeah, yeah. in those things that now. I did see a Facebook post you put up not that long ago about oh. asking what are the best, oh, I yes. want rugged landscapes yes. in the, you know, in the Canberra area. That, yeah. So I, I know that, you, yeah, you're still interested in that. I so, am. Yeah. I, yes, I really am. So if anyone can think of some rugged landscapes in around Canberra, let me know, please. <laughs> I still want to do a project of that. For some reason... My, my sculptures are going a little bit more people-focused as well hmm. rather than nature. There seems to be more more my paintings and to-do work are more landscape, yep. colourful, abstract, and the sculptures are a bit more on the people hmm. side. Yeah, and yeah. What, is it, what is it about people at the moment that's interesting you, that's, that's captivating you, that, that you're trying to depict yeah. in these... Yeah, I, I think it's just about probably the human struggle and about the emotions mm. and personalities and um, mm. I've got like a concept at the moment I wanted to explore about how we never really see the entirety of any one mm. person. We only just sort of see little glimpses here and there depending on your relationship with that person so you might be a dad Mm. and that's a completely different uh, relationship than you know what I know you as and probably you know the Lord is the only one who knows us entirely yeah um yeah, so that's that's the next one sitting in the garage waiting there oh, okay. for me. The the rare, raw ingredients are there, the, the block of clay. I just have to sort of hmm. get in there. Maybe tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, when when I went to your exhibition in, oh, yes. at the yeah. at the front, the sculpture that captured me was the one of an old man. Ah, oh, yes. And and that that kind of weathered face. Yes. He was sleeping, I think. Ah, oh, the sleeping. I remember the sleeping. Yeah. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Troubled in his sleep, maybe. Yes. That I just love that one. I, I, maybe at the time I just felt a bit... Um, <laughs> but you, you could tell, you just see that this person there had a story and a life, you know, of ups and downs and hard times. And Yeah. Sleeping is very important to me. Okay. Um, 
the the act of snoozing can cover many many things. <laughs> it can be um, either celebrationary, like mm-hmm. if <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, if I finished a long uh, painful project, it's like oh, I'll have a I'll have a snooze to um, celebrate that. Or you know, mm. if I'm a little bit troubled, need to sort things out. Okay. Well, then I'll go and have a snooze as well. <laughs> so that's so that's why a lot of your subject matter is sleeping. Yes, because it's very an important, important thing. Yeah. So you're an artist, but you're also an art teacher. Yes, that's um, right. How do you find that? What are some of the challenges? What are some of the joys? Ah, oh, the joys. You just. As an art teacher, you really get to work with a lot of different mediums. Yeah. And I really, I'm someone who enjoys a lot of variety. So it's really nice that you can sort of plan an activity with the students Mm. and just really explore those materials and just think of things, think of doing things in different ways. Mm. Yeah, and I really like to create tasks that are really suited to the to the individual do some kids think that because they can't draw that they can't do art ah, and that kind of thing like is everybody that a, in yeah, the beginning not just kids not adults just, as well. yeah that's right oh i can't draw a, a straight line and it's like well <laughs> that's okay i'm just looking around at your art now i'm not seeing too many straight there's, lines there's not many <laughs> there, there, and there doesn't have to be that's okay so yep. there's more that yeah there's so many more art forms out there mm. than just drawing like a photograph with a lead pencil <laughs> <laughs> so there is something for everyone i yep. think i mean there are yep. very precise drawing there are some students who are and people who you, you just know who they are they're very expressive they're messy they're they're big like you know big actions and they're, they're just not going to be that precise drawing person mm. but there's you know either clay or you know they'd really love taking off their shoes and running through the paint and making an artwork that way and yeah. that's fantastic and i love to sort of provide opportunities for, mm. for that to happen and to surprise students that it's not all about that narrow category that they think art would be so there's yeah, yeah. there's an art form for everyone and absolutely sometimes you've i got think to, so got to have a crack at trying yeah. some stuff and yeah i wonder whether um the fact that god the creator created us in his image to be like him in certain ways and part of that is that we are creative like we don't we're not like god that has created the universe no we work with what he's created to create stuff exactly um yeah yeah definitely uh well we'll move on so you've shared some of your art story with us as an artist and an art teacher and i reckon as you've heard that listening you're probably I think you probably appreciate art just that little bit more, um, having heard Sue (laughs) share her story there. Uh, But thinking about your faith story now, yes, you didn't become a Christian as a child. Uh, You became a Christian as an adult. What kind of led to that? So, So I think when I've been looking back from the age about 11 or 12, I always had a significant Christian in my life, or several. 
Mm. You know, at, throughout school, then every place I've worked, there was a Christian or two. My best friend who I met when I was like six years old, well, she ended up uh, becoming a Christian and an art teacher as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. So that we grew up together and we grew mm. in our faith together as well, eventually. It was just like that there were probably seven or eight significant relationships from the age of about 11. It was a real accumulative effect. It wasn't any one person who really mm. was it. It was just all of those experiences. And just knowing that somehow these people have got something else about them as well, mm. like a, a certain joy that you just can't put your finger on. Mm. Um, you just know you just know that there's something different, yeah, radically different about yeah. them and what they have and the hope that they have. Yes. And their, their anchor in life and that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got lots of non-Christian friends who I just love dearly. Yeah. But I think the one thing, it was about the worldview that, that was different, which was really comforting, you know, a couple mm. of years later when I was 33. And, um, mm. yeah, my mum passed away and I... Ah, oh, I kept on thinking, why aren't I grieving? I'm not grieving, but I was grieving. I just wasn't grieving like in a traditional sense. I think I was, I was pushing the boundaries. I was trying to distract myself. I think from feeling the pain mm. of losing her, um, and I was so mm. confused. Oh my golly, I was so confused. Mm. It's so. Like, was this when you were in Harden? Yeah, at the time, like yeah. your first job. Yes, out it of was. Uni? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So she passed away the fir- my first year of teaching. Okay. As if it's not hard enough already. And then it probably got to after three years. It was like, oh man, I just need to do something else. And I just really remember feeling very distraught because. I could do anything and what <laughs> and that might sound good but I just really had no compass I had mm. no direction I would do like a 180 degrees on what I wanted to do next what's my next step mm. so I wasn't going to stay out in the country teaching but what now mm. I remember a time when um Oh, I just had this real urge to go to church. And so I went to the local little beautiful sandstone little structure and I walked in and it, it was sort of a little like the Vicar of Dibley when you could, you, there are three people sitting there in the pews and they all turn around and stare at you and, you know, the organ <laughs> screeches. And it's like, what? There's a new person. Golly, what are we going to do now? They didn't know what to do. I'm not sure the minister Mm. really knew what to do with me, which is fair enough and under these circumstances, I suppose. Um, So I didn't end up becoming a Christian then or going back to church, but it was when I moved to Canberra. I remember I met a friend at the gym and she was a Christian and it was just through general conversation you know, what do you, what are you doing on the weekend? And she said, oh, you know, I'm 
meeting my friends and going to church and going out for dinner or whatever. And I said, oh, you're going to church? Can I go to church? Can I go? Can I go with you? Please, please. I was just so excited. Mm. And everything just sort of fell into place then mm. really easily. And just she took me under her wing and took me to church. And, yeah, I just kept on going. And then my whole worldview flipped around as well. Mm. So that that wasn't the first time you'd heard the gospel or heard about Jesus or... Oh, you know, no. no. But it it became real for you then in, yes. in terms of your own yeah. life. and Yeah, I think all, all the Christians along the way, my friends along the way had done their part in in telling me about Jesus and um, and living living it but somehow it just uh, I'm like this rock that just needed to be worn down like that sandstone over time mm, um, maybe that's why you like the maybe, sculpture stuff maybe it be chipping yeah. away <laughs> yeah it wasn't any one big event it was just several mm. over time yeah um, sometimes people think they need to have some massive big single moment where they go on that day at that hour right at that minute when I heard that that's when I became a Christian yeah but that's it that that's not everyone's story and it no. sounds like it's not your story like you not just at, at some point you just went oh yeah I'm a Christian now like I, yeah. I get that I've yeah things have changed the it all puzzle makes pieces sense. are in place yeah it makes sense I've got that hope and that comfort and and that that direction life yes that's right because yeah there's nothing more confusing than having no direction Mm. yeah yeah i mean i still get confused um let let me just put it out there (laughs) in the in the way that it's like oh what now i love i Mm. love new new things and new adventures and new projects but at least i've got that foundation now i can ask myself I can still think, okay, this is a worthy project. I'm interested in that, but is that a solid mm. investment of my Christianly ways, <laughs> if that makes sense? It's helped you have the right priorities and be able to decide what matters most and what to focus on when. Yes. And that kind of thing. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And so we've heard you chat about your story with art fascinating story and your faith story as well bringing those together you, you talked a bit about this already but how has your change in worldview your the purpose that you have in being a christian uh, and knowing jesus how's that shaped and changed the way you think about art if you're drawing a flower before you're a christian and drawing it's just a flower, a flower. Yeah. it's just a flower it's just there. a yeah. flower but now it's a flower and it has been created by god and then there's that you know the the passages about from matthew i think it is about um you know about the do not worry and about how beautifully the the flower is oh, dressed yeah, god and, clothes the yeah, flowers of the field yeah. Yeah. so i can sort of relate it a lot more deeply the subject matter is a lot more it's a lot deeper yeah Mm. about this created world that we live in and what i'm making is a is a reflection of that Mm. to know that 
there's a creator and a designer yeah. behind that. Yes. And that gives that more meaning and more purpose yeah. as you're drawing it. And when um, you, and also about the people, you know, yeah. I'm drawing this person knowing they are wholly, wholly loved by mm. our Lord and created and what Jesus did for this person, for any person. Mm. That's mm. like the backstory that's happening. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining the New Life podcast for this week, Sue. It's been great to hear how you came to faith and your story with art. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. And thanks for inviting me to do this. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of New Life at Home with Sue Appleby, sharing her story with art and faith. Join me next week on the podcast as I chat with Josh and Diane Ald. They'll be chatting about what life was like in Alice Springs, sharing some of their interests and what's brought them to Canberra.